All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment, first segment of the second hour, is going to be sponsored by Ty Lau Orchid at the Dominion. Keep in mind, if you're shopping out there at the Rim area or out in the Dominion, make sure you stop by Ty Lau. Open 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. Have a nice menu to choose from. Family atmosphere as well also. You might even catch me there from occasion one time there. That is Talau Orchid at Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Drive. Sometimes I got to be careful when I, I've been out a few times, and it's weird how some people, I guess, and this even before streaming live, I guess, can hear your voice being alive, like, hey, are you going to on the radio? And your voice sounds familiar. Like, no, what are you talking about? I've said that a lot of times. If I don't have the shirt, like, no, that's Sports Drive. i like, what do you think about it? I'm like, oh. I'm like, no, nah, it's not me. You're like, no, nah, like, Chris, like, no, nah, he did. Anyway, um, all right. So, no, nah, man, I mean, yeah. All right, Santa. Santa got me kind of stirred to the right there over that way. I'm trying to uplift the city. I'm trying to basically get this thing moving back on track. And, and, and we sitting here counting regular season games and how many national televised games. Okay. I mean, and and for and the other thing was not for Keldon. I mean, Keldon had the wobbly boot for the first half against the Pelicans, man. And I love Keldon, you know. But he had the wobbly boot for a while, like the nervous, okay, stanky leg, or just shaking. All right, so I don't know what we owe Keldon. We wouldn't talk. I mean, he was on the Olympic team. He practiced against the Olympic team. He was there, but like Barkley said, he probably them them not knowing them bus drivers. I'm like, man, KD, man, you can't let. I'm like, what does KD do? Does he like have TNT tonight, like on TiVo, or he looks? This is a C, or somebody says, hey, man, you're trending on this. I mean, Barkley to sit there and give that any mind, like that, that lets you know what the real reason was with KD leaving. Because a lot of people think, oh, well, Draymond told him to get get out. I mean, yeah, Draymond, he about to, hey, we don't need you, whatever. Hell, they proving that right now, almost. But to me, it's like it was more to the fact, like, you know, people not giving me credit for this championship. I've got to go prove it on my own. And it's off to a rocky start. And I like Katie. I still think he's probably the best player in the league. I mean, him or Giannis. But the truth of the matter is, is that I don't understand why that lets him, it gets to him. You know, and part of me, I think Katie, I mean, especially like, oh, and Kevin's, I mean, you know, He's not old school, old school, but, you know, a lot of guys from the old school, man, you and, and again, maybe social media has something to do with it. Maybe it would have been different if social media was on back then. But you lose, you get swept like you're in like you in the, the room with the lights out for maybe three days, four days if back in the day from some of these guys, especially a guy on the caliber of Kevin Durant. And you're sitting here going back and responding, tweet out pictures, Barkley with the Rockets and a lot and all that. I've just said, man, I mean, look, man, I grew up with my father and my mother, and I was a mama's boy. But like I always tell you, there's levels to everything. KD is a mama's boy, like, time on steroid, time 10. Like, he is sensitive, man. I mean, and, 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 and like, there's no way I could be in Kevin Durant's tax bracket and respond to stuff even like that. I don't even respond. I'll just do a radio show. I don't even respond to some people think people that say stuff to me 
on Twitter or Facebook half the time, unless I really, most of the time I don't. Cause it's like, man, what the hell am I responding to you for? Like, it's whatever, you know, like you, you like you listen to me. I'm not here. You listen to come into my takes. I'm not trying to find you or tell you, Hey, what do you think about that? Like, why am I going to respond? Cause you have something negative to say, or your or Calvin sucks or this. And this is a guy that's worth about 300. I think Katie's probably at least worth about 250 to 300. All right, and and he will respond. And this ain't just Barkley. I mean, it's the guy, it's the kid that's in 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 yearbook class in third period in yearbook that's got pimples on his face and trying to hope that this girl's gonna give him his number. That tweeted at Kevin and say you suck and you ain't no good. And Kevin will take time to respond to that guy, that kid. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe maybe he needs to get married. Maybe he needs a I'm always the opposite. Maybe Kevin needs like a like a I don't know, maybe he needs a family and kids and women. Something to take it's not because it's just that basketball and that's it. But I mean there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying it just amazes me with this whole Barkley thing. And a part of me feels like Barkley does it because he knows these guys are sensitive and they're gonna get he's gonna get a response out of them. I mean, but was it unfair? I mean, is is Katie there's no I mean, Katie was Katie a bus was he the bus driver? With Golden State, or he was just one of the passengers. Because people that don't know what I'm talking about, TNT telecast the other night, you know, after they got swept, Barkley made a comment, said, hey, you know what? A lot of people tell me about, you know, give me crap about this ring. You know, I ain't got no rings. He's like, but you know what? Look, I tell everybody, I'm not worried. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not worried about them. He goes, because a lot of these guys are bus drivers. He goes, a lot of these guys ain't bus drivers. You know, they along for the ride. He goes, if you're a bus driver and you're driving the bus and you take all the heat, if you don't win, and it's true, like, when I don't have a chance, nobody talks about Dan Marley ain't got a ring. No one says Kevin Johnson ain't got a ring. They sit there and say, Barkley. Barkley's ringless. And then, you know what? Kevin got upset with that, but then even Kenny had some pushback and just saying, hey, he wasn't he wasn't the lead, the best player on the team, or then Barkley's opinion said no. But it's just funny to me how the narrative has changed real quick because I felt that my guy, Steph Curry, John B, a.k.a., okay, a.k.a. Clay Thompson, I felt that their ring number two and three was diminished because of KD. And I know what I saw, what was brewing before KD got there and what happened. Because at the end of the day, if if Draymond doesn't kick LeBron in the package, that series was over, man. And that would have been number two. And who knows? KD made it, never went there. KD made it, st- stayed in Oklahoma. But it, it wasn't shocking to me that KD responded to, to Barkley. I think KD, on, in terms of that Golden State team, was more of a backseat driver. He, can, he comes in like, like uh, can, can, give, can give directions, but if the car goes off the road or you take a wrong turn, eh, it wasn't me behind the wheel. So you say that's KD to you? Yeah, I, I think he's more of a backseat driver. He, and he's good to have in the car. You know, with somebody to kind of keep you aware of what else is going on or, you know, telling you to put your eyes on the road or whatever here and there. Well, I will. But I think he's a little bit too sensitive. Um, and and I, I think that he already joined a team again, like a, the, the, the Chuck wagon. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he joined he joined a bandwagon of, or a, a, yeah, bandwagoned in on, on Golden State to, to help win that title. They were already a great team. I don't want to diminish the, the what what Steph and Clay did first, and what Kerr was already building. Over well, there. this is what I'll say before we move on from this topic. I'll just say that this is, you know, K- KD's probably got three good years, I think, at an elite level that he can play at. 
okay, before he starts having to find other ways to contribute. So if, more than now than ever, if he wants to add that to his legacy, that he can be the leader of the best team on a, uh, uh, you know, really build around him and him lead a team to a championship, he's got about three, he's got about, I, in my opinion, he has about three good solid years left to be able to do that because it's only going to mount more and more. And like I told you, James Harden, the guy that's playing tonight that Embiid already called him out on and kind of called Doc out on the cool as well, too. Like I said, Doc's coaching for his job, his life in the NBA as far as I'm concerned. But unlike James Harden, like I told you yesterday, James Harden is not going to wake up in a cold sweat 10 years from now if he ain't got no ring. He's not. He's going to be in a beach somewhere. He's going to be in wherever he's going to be. Sandro Pay, wherever the hell they go. People in that tax break. He's going to be there chilling with his money and his millions. KD, though, in KD's defense, KD, I think it's going to bother KD if he don't find a way to get another ring outside of the one, the two that he got in the Bay. I really believe that, and which is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I want KD. I like athletes that care about that. Like, hey, man, I fell short. It does bother me. Because trust me, it bothers Charles Barkley. It, sitting on that set but with Shaq and especially Kenny, it, it's years removed. Shaq's, I mean, Barkley's got a lot of money. But it bothers him. You can tell when that topic comes up, and it does bother him. And, and that's why I think he's more like, hey, some of these guys get in the past, and it's like, yo, you had to go do this, you had to do this. But in Katie's offense, and to Barkley, Barkley tried the same thing. I mean, when he did, it was later on his career when he went to Houston. I mean, that was Olajuwon's team, okay? So he wasn't no bus driver with the Rockets. That was Olajuwon. Then he had Dr. J that year coming in his rookie year a couple of years, so it goes in cycles. 1-800-707-9760. Before we move on, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Fernando. Fernando, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone. What's up, Fernando? Hey, Calvin. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to comment. You were talking about uh, Texas football and uh, Coach Sarkeesian. Yeah, and uh, how can he be in the hot seat? And, and I, I agree with you. You know, how can he be on the hot seat in his second year? You know, but I'm of two minds on that. Is like, uh, you know, in this day and age, you know, where you need to turn it around real fast. You know, I think that's why you know he's in the hot seat. Not that I agree with it, but that being said, you know, if you go back and look at last year, right, he kind of gets a pass. You know, you lost to Kansas. You know, they scored 57 points on you. You know, you lost to Iowa State. You lost to West Virginia. And with the athletes that UT has, you know, that, that's kind of hard to swallow. But like I said, first year, all right, you know, you got the pass. But this coming year, you know, if you go 5-7 and seven again, you know, something's not coming around. You know, your message is not getting through. You know what I'm well, saying? So. Yeah. I just wanted to listen and see what you said about that. All right, Fernando. Thanks for the phone call. Well, I kind of brought up Sarkeesian today because U.S. Today uh, had a top 10 coaches entering this college season on the hot seat. And Sark was like up there as number one of the first name of the first picture that popped up. Um, I'm not saying that I don't understand it, but I'm saying that this is the problem that UT finds its way. And a little correction there, uh, Fernando, like this would, Sark is going into his second year. Last year was his first year, because I know you said, "Hey, by your third year, no, this is his second year." But this is the, this, and, and you said something in your phone call too, Fernando, when you talk about the athletes and the players Texas have. And I've been on these airways for the last few years for a while, and questioning, like, "Hey, I don't, you know, 
I don't I don't know if they're getting the player like you can get five star kids and four star kids, but the question is, are you are are you picking the right ones and are you able to vote? Are they panning out under you as five star? So the truth of the matter is, is that you know they made this decision to go to the SEC. They're gonna open up with Alabama in their second week next year. Okay. Um I got a feeling I have a feeling I gotta get to that game. I, you know, I'm I'm a homebody, but something tells me like I've dodged my guys like for the last five six years in Jerry's world. But, like, man, I ain't giving Jerry no more money, man. I already went there once when it was open, but they made me come down to Austin, got to get that game. They open up with uh, in their second game with Alabama, and this is the home and home situation. So the next year after that, in 2024, whatever the hell that is, 23, whatever, they'll be going down to Tuscaloosa. Look, I'm if, the problem. Ut is it, if they have that lack of patience, and again, USA Today, you write for them, you're connected. You just can't put anything out when you walk, when you write. Excuse me, or you report for USA Today. So there's evidently some rumblings or some things about this, maybe from boosters or what. Hey, we don't know. You know this. You cannot keep burning through coaches though if you're Texas and expect that you're going to get anything turned around. The key to Sark in this offseason, the one we're talking about now and going forward, is that he has to get. SEC guys and and caliber Texas, I believe maybe there's maybe five to seven guys on that team in the last few years that are really SEC type of guys. And if you think I'm just being SEC bias, go look at we we're on the eve of the draft. Go look at how many guys out of Texas has really even been drafted in the first round or whenever coming out in the last couple of years. They, they go, in the Big 12 in general, it's like it's SEC, it's other teams. So to me, that's going to be the test if you're going to come to the big boys is you got to, especially in the trenches, okay, you're going to have to get it done in the trenches and you're going to have to build your team up that way. But to sit there, I just don't really see, you know, to me, Baylor is probably going to be the favorite out the gate at the top of my head to win the Big 12 next year because, for one, the way they fit their defense, now their quarterback situation, you know, they're they're probably he's going into senior year. He got beat out by the guy, the kid that basically played, you know, 12 games for him. He came in, filled in for the injury. That kid just won the job in the spring training, and their kid, their, their guy that's going to be a senior, he's transferred out of the transfer port, uh, protocol. He's going, he's transferring. Baylor was lights out on defense. I like their coach. You know, the transition from Matt Rule to what he built there at Baylor and they, the coach takes over. I think Baylor, to me, is probably going to be one of those that's going to be the favorite. I mean, in Oklahoma, you have no Lincoln Riley anymore. I mean, there was a nice handoff between Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley. I forgot who got the O. I don't even know who the hell has got the OU who replaced the uh, Venerables. Lincoln. Oh, that's right. That's right. He came out of that witness protection program in Dabo and Clemson. He finally took a job, huh? One of the best defensive minds in college football. Let's see how he is a head coach, though. That's my – trust me. What I've gone through the last two or three years as a fan, it's really basically hitting me home to know that, you know what, just because you're a good coordinator don't mean you're a good head coach. Period. Just because you were one of the better point guards to ever play this game – Steve Nash, don't mean you really supposed to be an NBA head coach. That's all I said. But no, the whole deal about Sark being fired, I would have to. It would have to get ugly. Like Texas would have to like maybe finish third in the Big Twelve, fourth in the Big Twelve. They would have to go really backwards, I believe, to consider them firing. And not only that. Fernando, we did. We ain't even talk about buyouts. I can't imagine what Sark's buyout is. 
this early if they would decide to part ways after with him after two years. That has to be a healthy, healthy buyout. And I know you'll get that information here shortly, but I'd be eager to see what his buyout is. 1-800-707-9760. Going back a little bit to the basketball. So tonight – uh, we've got some we, we've got some teams on the line trying to make that move. Um, again, Philly, Philly's going to look to try to finish off Toronto. I don't know if they can do it. Embiid has called out James Harden and said, "Hey, man, I've got he's got to be more aggressive. He's got to beat him. He got to be himself." But Embiid back to his old trick. He's so slick because at the same time talking about Embiid, he kind of threw Doc under the bus. Like, uh, well, that's not my job. That's kind of the head coaching job. Told me to shoot more and be you know more. Embiid know what he was doing. You know, but in a way, I don't really blame him because I figure like, hey, man, I'm a, I'm probably going to win the MVP. I've been carrying this team. I've got lig- ligament damage in my shooting hand. And, James, you just out here running up and down and kicking pass outs and you ain't even trying to be aggressive. And you told me that then you telling everybody this was your first choice. This is where I wanted to go, first of all, anyway. Okay. They're in a lot of pressure, man. I, I, I would tell to be honest with you. I'd be surprised with Doc Rivers' track record, and I told you the other day, he's like 30, he has like 33 losses when his teams are, are having an elimination type of game. That's a lot of losses when you have an opportunity to close out somebody in elimination. Uh, that's not just a fluke. That's a hell of a trend. So in my opinion, there's a lot of pressure on him and his track record and all that. I would say I'd be a little surprised if they can uh, finish it out in Jurassic Park tonight when we get back i want to talk a little bit of nfl we got some mlb news i want to touch on as well too um, before we get out of here you listen to the sports grind we're broadcasting here from the hazel sky online studios we'll be back ready for a real cocktail introducing new zing zang ready to drink cocktails in a can america's number one bloody mary mix with vodka zing zang margaritas tequila included and whiskey sours with real kentucky bourbon ready for no one to have to bartend real cocktails real ingredients really good new zing zang full strength canned cocktails legendary taste legendary day always ready go to zingzang.com to find where to buy please zing zang responsibly whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Crying, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer with Stan Spin the One and Twos, broadcasting here in the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang, two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. Make sure you go try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Crying. All right, so 
A couple things before we go to the phones. A couple things that I wanted to uh, touch on uh, before we get out of here. So we, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think, first of all, before on the NBA thing, the Bulls, have ra- they waved the white flag already, man. Caruso's and, and, and concussion protocol. Uh, um, you know, who else is uh, Zach Levine, of course, is out. I mean, this is going to be a gentleman's sweep, um, in five. Um, DeMar, well, I, I mean, I'm going to be paying attention to how DeMar handles this as well, too. DeMar, like, well, I'll drive my 41. I'm good. We'll see. We'll see. But I really think they really, I mean, I think they're, they're going in the right direction because I just, I, it sucks because I would have liked to seen this team with Alonzo Ball healthy. Because uh, I thought that was really contributing to DeMar having an MVP type of year earlier on before the break. And then that injury just kind of derailed them. So they get a c- little bit of pass. Because I think it would have – even with Lonzo, I don't think they would have beat the Bucks, But it would have been more competitive. I think they would it would have been more competitive. Um, so you will see what happens tonight. Um, also, it, is Dallas-Utah – is that game tonight? Dallas-Utah? Or is that tomorrow? Because I think we only got two today, right? There's only two on the docket today. Correct, yeah. We've got Bulls, Bucks, and Nuggets, Warriors. Well, they I know Warriors going back to West Coast. I'm about to ask you, they both started six? <laughs> but no, no what's six? <laughs> yeah, but I know we'll Golden uh, State. Central Standard Time, right. 6.35 and 9 o'clock. Yeah. Tomorrow you're going to have, uh, going opposite of the NFL yeah. draft – Sixers, Raptors in that elimination game, um, Suns, Pels, and then Mavs and Jazz tomorrow. Well, that Mavs and Jazz, yeah, the first round action will be over by the time I think that Mavs and Jazz. Which one does that one come? Like 9 o'clock, right? 9 central, yeah. yeah. They'll, it'll be winding down. I mean, I think you'll be almost to the later in the picks. But, no, the draft ain't nothing, ain't nothing messing with the draft tomorrow. Speaking of that, in the NFL, as you play the draft, we talked about Jacksonville coming to agreements with their tackle. Um, you know, get an extension. So I don't think they're going to do that at one. But, you know, another funny thing that I didn't get a chance to get to yesterday, but uh, Derek Carr, you know, he got his money a few weeks back. But he laughed at, he thought it was comical about the reports out there that possibly Darren Waller, I would say maybe at least probably top three tight end in the game under the system that he's running in, that he thought it was comical that there would be talks about them trading him to Green Bay. Because this rumor got going a few weeks back because supposedly there was an unnamed player that there were in talks about. And now this is coming out, people think that that was Waller, that Green Bay and, and the Raiders were in talk about trading a certain player that was coming up on a expiring contract with Derek Waller is. And that's why I would tell Derek, hey, before you laugh it out, hold on, man. Like you, they gave you money. Somebody finally went to decide to stop dating your ass and ask you to move in for a little bit. Don't don't you don't get too big for your britches now, okay? Because on paper you still bring up the rear in that division. Now you still about the fourth best quarterback in there, okay? There's a new sheriff in town in the West. Oh yeah, you should have seen that press conference yesterday, man. Just glowing. I mean, the guy's happy to be there. It's I mean, this is like a rookie coming in. Let me tell you, uh, y'all know who I'm talking about. Oh, y'all are gonna hate it this far. It's gonna be like a throwback in 2000. So y'all are gonna get tired of that. Pretty sure ratings are dropping the going fall. To? Ratings are drop a little bit in the fall because if they good, that's just it's gonna have to do that way. But anyway, look, Derek, do I believe that that's gonna happen? I don't know, but I do believe there's truth to it because look at the evidence. Darren, Darren Waller, if you go look at Titans, whatever, he's gonna want to. He's gonna. You're gonna have to give him a new contract after this season because it's coming up on his last. 
Remember who just got in town. His name is Josh McDaniels. Look who just brought him, who his GM at, brought him from New England. Look, Josh McDaniels, don't get comfortable just because you think that, oh, well, hey, man, they gave me Devontae Adams. We played at Fresno State. If they feel like they're not prepared and they've scouted a tight end, and you got to understand how Josh McDaniel's system is. I mean, you know, when there was Gronk there, you know, even when, you know, he was there through that Gronk time and, you know, when they had old, um, double homicide Aaron Hernandez and they had that, you know, tandem going on, he was calling the plays. If there's a tight end in this draft that the Raiders have scouted for the third round, fourth round, second round, and they think they, they're going to – I understand the, ta- uh, the uh, talents of Darren Waller. Uh, Derek Carr, don't get it twisted. I, I can see them trading if they don't if they don't plan on giving them no hundred million eighty million dollars for a tight end. All right, I, you just gave Devontae Adams, so why would that be something that you want to? Because he tweeted about this, like oh, I'll be funny, I'll be making sure I tweet out if it happens. Uh huh, Derek, he's out of the West. Get him out of there. What you gonna do now? Don't get Josh McDaniel twist, man. This is a guy that set a franchise back for four years, traded a quarterback, traded a receiver, and everything. Thought he was a young hoodie. This is the same guy who told Chris Ballard in Indy, yeah, man, I'll take the job. I'll fly down. Me and my family flying there. Get the press conference ready. Robert Kraft got on the phone, finished one. Hey, man, I just got out of this massage. What is, what is going on? Get, get Josh on the phone. Bill, they have a meeting for eight hours. He tells Colt, sorry, I'm not taking it. My point is you can't trust the guy all the way, so don't get too comfortable, Derek. You might have to be getting chemistry with another tight end. All right? So, but tomorrow's draft, uh, there are a couple teams I want to ask about what we think their needs are. I think Jacksonville is going to, I don't think they're trading down because I think they're going to do some at the number one. Um, it's going to be interesting because I think that sets a tone. But I will say this because I know we had Dante yesterday. Mr. Steeler got tweeted out like, hey, I don't want any, because I remember that Dante about Mitch Trubisky, man. I don't remember that. Pittsburgh start off five and one or four, and Mitch is throwing that thing all the way to Heinz Field. I don't want to say anything. You know, and Pittsburgh sitting there three and four. Hey, man, how are the Browns zero and three? I thought Deshaun's supposed to be well. Pittsburgh, hey, I think Mitch got a chip on the shoulder, but I believe because remember last year we thought everybody thought like, oh man, New England, they're gonna have to move up to get Mac Jones, and Bill just sat there with his dog and whatever have you, and they just fell right to him. If you look at the board the way it shaped up, don't be surprised if 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 um. Malik Willis just falls to Pittsburgh at 20. They, they don't have to move. I mean, he, you know, again, I think if you poll everybody, everybody's telling you Malik, without a doubt, has the most upside out of any quarterbacks in this draft. It does. There's so much other needs for the other these teams. We know Jacksonville's not in the room for quarterback. I don't think Detroit has other holes. I don't think they can really afford to take a quarter. They can draft a quarterback this round, but I don't think it can be their first pick. I think they need to go defense or either lineman. I mean, they do have golf, even though we know we, we think golf is not that guy. But if you look at it, Pittsburgh might be able to stay there and have Malik fall through and maybe only move up a different spots. But I do believe that that guy is marked by them. I believe he's marked. And I believe that had a lot to do with the Mitch Trubisky signing. I really do. Remember, Pittsburgh acted kind of fast on that one, on the Mitch. They didn't sit back and say this is this what They asked because I think they had it a plan. Like, we're getting Mitch and we're going to get Malik. So tomorrow we'll see how the draft plays out. Tomorrow we'll talk about it again. It's going to be very intriguing. Whether Dallas, I believe Dallas has nine picks. This draft, they got nine picks, um, and I think obviously their most help is on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but again, I won't kill them if they want to go back to what got them to the point 
of having the one of the best lines in NFL football for years is starting back on that line. You lost two uh, two offensive uh, tackles, two linemen. Excuse me, two linemen. And I don't understand again why Tyron Smith isn't cut by now. I don't know if Jerry got him in his will. I don't know what the deal is. But Tyron Smith, you got to start figuring out some replacements for these guys. Maybe it'll be like a player coach kind of deal. Who Tyron Smith? Yeah, to kind of groom his successor. Well, he can do that with a ball cap on from the sideline. I don't need his big ass still out there uh, getting hurt by week eight or basically pivoting or getting beat too much. I mean, he's not – I mean, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to have that debate now. He might could be, but he is a shell of himself. I just think you got to start addressing that. 1-800-707-976. Let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Louie. Louie, you on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760 and 13 on the zone. What's up, Louie? Hey, what's going on, Calvin? How you guys doing, man? Uh, all right, man. Good, good deal, dude. I just wanted to call, um, kind of talk about the NFL draft tomorrow. Um, yeah, about the Cowboys as well. Um, I think they do need to address the the offensive line. Um, they did lose some guys, but I, overall, I think Connor Williams is kind of he was overrated. He re, he really wasn't doing much, but he is still a body out there. But um, he would get beat quite a bit. Um, I kind of agree with you on Tyron Smith, but don't be surprised if uh, if Jerry Jones makes another move uh, like what he did to Jalen Smith, picked him up a little earlier than what he should have, and picked up that uh, that linebacker that that got uh, that tore his Achilles from Michigan. Ojaba. David Ojaba. Ojaba, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, of course we're gonna need a, to fill that spot with Gregory taking off to Denver, but. Um, yeah, man, I want to see what, what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm kind of excited to see what will go from there. And also, real, real quick before I let you go, um, um, DeAndre Hunter, I don't know if you saw him yesterday. He kind of he kind of lit up the, the, the court yesterday for the Hawks. Um, maybe some of the Spurs could do and try to get that guy. He has one more year with the Hawks, but it would be nice to see him in a Spurs uniform. Man. Thanks for your time, Calvin. All right, then, Louis. Um, I don't see – you know, because you think I'm the kid from Michigan in the, in the pro day that blew his Achilles out. Yeah, but he's uh, going to probably be a, a second or third yeah. round steal. Yeah, yeah. I can't see uh, him going uh, in the first No, round. I don't think – that's what I was going to tell Louie. I don't think Jerry's going to – no. They, they're you know, they're, uh, they're to the point where um, – I don't know if I can say they're in flux situation. Um, I don't consider them in no man's, but they're in a situation where they're going to have one of the biggest lame duck coaches we've ever seen in NFL in a while. I don't see Jerry trying to make that, you know, striking oil and trying to move and, and spending a first round pick on him. He would, I, I would roast him for that. I mean, I'd be happy for the kid because that sucked what happened to him because he was going to be a top five pick, top four, maybe even hell top three. Uh, but I, I kind of agree with Johnny. I mean, he might fall even away to the third. Speaking of falling, uh, tackle Mr. Tunsil for the Texans. Remember him, the gas mask, the smoke, the weed, the bong. That was just sitting there, and somebody hacked his thing on Twitter, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Man, that brother turning turning pale on national television, and all this bong, and he just dropped it. Cost him millions of dollars, but I guess he's decided to do something good. What did he decide to now, Jonas, with that incident? Yeah, so he's commissioned an NFT, a one of one. So we were talking about baseball cards the other day. There's only one of these gifts, wow. unless you try to replicate it or whatever. Um, but the NFT, so he's commissioning an NFT on it. And a portion of the proceeds he's going to give to the last prisoner project, 
which supports those that uh, who are incarcerated for cannabis offenses. It's the first uh. time he's really spoke uh, spoken out about the uh, about the video. He said, uh, "I've tried." To, you know, he tweeted out saying, "I've tried to, you know, speak more through my put my through my actions than trying to use words." Um, you know, and then talk away what it was that happened. Of course, he he tumbled through the draft. Oh yeah, it cost uh, and him because that video got leaked to Twitter uh, in the middle of the draft. I mean, it already oh, done, I remember it, that. already started that. Never so, seen anything like it. So it's it's cool to see though um, to see him kind of taking this opportunity. So well, this somebody a- out there is going to bid on this. They're going to it's going to sell for a lot of money because it's a one of one, uh, an iconic moment in draft history. And uh, Tunsil says, I'm looking forward and excited for the future, and I'm grateful for all of those who have supported me on my draft night and those that have and will continue to support my journey. And he's donating this to what charity again? The Last Prisoner Project for those who are incarcerated on cannabis offenses. Man, I like to be a fly on the wall to the right wings on this one. They'll love this. Oh, look at this. Well, damn. You know? I, I didn't know it was the cannabis thing he's going to donate, but yeah, that was horrible for him. I mean, it's just, I mean, that set the tone. If that didn't send a message to future draft picks to be careful, to scrub whatever you got, or maybe the time you basically get to your sophomore year in college, you want to start thinking about telling back a little bit on social media, maybe doing away with it all together. Um, I don't know what will, because that really did cost him some millions uh, per se. But I think, uh, didn't my man Bill O'Brien make up for that? You know, I feel bad for you. On my way out, I'm going to give you this contract to really screw the table. That's not okay, but we'll trade hard, but we're going to give you all this money, too. He made up for it with old Bill O'Brien. Might have cost Bill his job. I always said it wasn't really Bill's X and the nose because he made the playoffs a couple of times. It was the bros and Joes and his decision in the front office when he was the GM and kind of carrying on that duty as well that kind of screwed him up and screwed him over, you know? Uh, any K got two minutes. Any King social media real quick you want to put out there before we get out of here? Any reaction to anything? Uh, we had some comments earlier uh, talking about the KD and bus driver. Also, have you, really quick, have you seen the, the video that TNT produced? Um, no, did you- I didn't see it. I didn't catch that. I didn't I didn't stick around last night for the post game and all that kind of stuff, no. Well, it came out, I think, late last night, early this morning, um, where uh, they edited. Uh, have you ever seen The Office? I never got into it's the office. It's not totally up your alley. No, I never got into the. I know it's a big show, but I never. But they kind of made some reference to that. Well, they made a, a really funny um, a, a, a video where they uh, put the faces of you know the, the nets over uh, this group over the office on a bus when they're kind of singing along. It, it's gone viral. It's it's hilarious. Check it out. But anyway, um, so we were talking that, about that earlier, and we have Claudia and Carl Poke here. Uh, saying Katie was a spotter driver uh, when Curry needed a nap or had to eat his Bucky's brisket sandwich. <laughs> when we were talking earlier about whether he's a bus driver, he right. drove the bus to that Warriors title, or uh, if he's just a passenger in the backseat. Oh, okay. We've got one minute left. Okay. Well, no, that's a wrap. That's good. Just wanted to get some people to participate. Speaking of that, yeah, that team going for the gentleman's sweep tonight uh, over the Nuggets, I believe. Anyway, that's a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mr. Sandspin, the one and two, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shot City, people down Laredo, 305, whole South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, it's a snooze button for you out the rack. Just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.